Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Claret Blue podcast. We're live on YouTube and Facebook this morning. Uh, and today's show is going to be led by you, the, the live viewer um, or listener. So if you've got a question for anyone, or anything you want us to, to discuss, uh, put them in the comments. We've already got some coming through on YouTube already, so we'll get to those shortly. I've got no notes prepped in front of me. Uh, you'll be surprised to learn. Wherever the uh, the viewers want to take us, Ash and Pat, that's where we'll go today. Uh, first, Ash, we'll start with you. How are you this morning? Yeah, fine. Yeah, just a bit of a, of a rubbish game yesterday, wasn't it? Really didn't, didn't show anything, to be honest with you. Uh, got themselves back into it and then... Seconds later, shooting themselves in the foot. So, a bit of a sore one to take an international break. That, that momentum's been curtailed, hasn't it, after Old Trafford? And mm-hmm. you're thinking it was all yesterday would have been massive, wouldn't it? But uh, it weren't to be. So, I lick the wounds now and go into the next cluster of games. I think it's, what is it, Wolves, uh, Arsenal, West Ham, and Southampton next up. And uh, got to get points on the board. You've got, you got Liam Bailey to come back. So, mm. lost to Ponder, like I said. and We'll see where we are after that, but yeah, a bit of a bit of a bad day at the office yesterday, Dan. I'm glad you didn't stutter after Wolves M because I had no idea after Arsenal. <laughs> please, please remember who we've got next because I thought I'm going to look so underprepared. Um, Pat, you well? Yeah, I'm fine. Not too disappointed after yesterday. Obviously, going into it just before the international break, it's not what you want. And if we had won, it probably would have, I don't know, a real statement really. But yeah, it's not a disaster. It just wasn't a good performance, was it? If you had to sum up the, the game in a word, what would you go for? Put your both on the spot there. would be disappointing, I think, because expectations were so high, weren't they? And then that happens. seems to always be the way. Rubbish. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I think the word in the comments so far seems to be frustrating. Uh, maybe like a missed opportunity. Um, let's go to some of these comments then. Where do we want to go first? This podcast, if you're watching live, will be a bit all over the place, I would imagine. I might be able to tidy it up in the edit. Um, so let's go to Scott first. He says, hard to believe it was the same team that played. We struggled to string a pass together. What annoys me most is the set pieces. Seems like we forgot everything we've been getting right. Now, I know that you'd highlighted the set pieces before the game, Pat, and you were very confident that you and me when we were talking about WhatsApp know, before really the game and completely, completely shut ourselves in the foot with that. Um, mm-hmm. We'll come to you first then about those set pieces. What did you make of them? Because there, there's still signs of Villa trying to do things a little bit differently. Um, but yeah, it was one of those days where nothing really came off. Well, I've sat, I've sat with my friends and like, every time we got like a deep free kick or a throw in, I was going, here we go, like, watch this. <laughs> and then like, wouldn't clear the first man or just they'd deal with it easily. Just, I think it was a lot like the entire performance, really. Like nothing really clicked, and just it just wasn't our day type thing. Set up wrong, but yeah, we didn't didn't look that threatening from set pieces, and quite disappointing to see, to be honest. The, the best set pieces for Villa yesterday were Matty Cash's long throws. I mean, the, the course means and concert all went up, causing a, a carnage in, in the Spurs box. And to be fair to Spurs, Romero and and Dia, they, they dealt with it. Spurs defended really well, quite well yesterday. They dealt with the long balls quite well, and. Uh, Villa had no answer, so yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe we've seen now that the, the Smith fit the system, as it were, with players coming back. 
um, with the less emphasis on, on on set pieces, more emphasis on involving Ingsies and Baileys a bit more and, and whatnot. Mm. So yeah, uh, set piece didn't come off yesterday, but they're not always going to come off, are they? So back to the drawing board, and hopefully they come up with a, a couple more for, for Wolves. I think the con- the concern over the set pieces isn't isn't particularly whether they come off in a particular game. It's just that it seems at the moment that's our only. That yeah. Our only weapon in our arsenal. We're not creating much smoke and play. I've already seen someone mention XG in the comments, and I'm definitely coming to you, Pat, on that one. Um, but that should be, a, you know, a, a kind of a trick up your sleeve to pull out as a bonus, shouldn't it? To 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 get something out of nothing. It shouldn't be your only tactic. That I'm not saying it's our only tactic, but it feels like if we can't create something from a set piece, we're not going to create anything from open play, and that's the concern, isn't it? Our, our, our play from open play just isn't isn't gelling right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the goal yesterday was good, wasn't it? I mean, Ings dropped deep, padded the target. It was well worth yeah. goal. But other than that, there weren't nothing to shout about. The set pieces, Douglas Wee's corner kicks yesterday were poor. Weren't beating the first man on several occasions. And that set the tone, really. I mean, the passing wasn't great as all. I think passing percentage was 60s and 70s, not good enough. Mm. So they kept losing the ball. Um, set piece leader wasn't good enough. And the only wild work move they had was they scored from. So a lot more of that, please. But... But yeah, they need, to do, they need to do it more often. Let's talk about formation. Andrew Wells says, formation change should have happened a lot earlier due to the wing-backs being exposed constantly. That said, even Smith couldn't be blamed for the lack of quality from everyone. And that is a, a, a theme I think is going to come up in the comments so far as people are already saying the, the usual things like Smith's taking us as far as he can and things like that. Again, I'm not going to go into it because I don't agree with it, but you know that's their opinion, that's fine. It's not Dean Smith who can't put two passes together, is it? You know what I mean? Like it's it's on the pitch moments where we're, where we're falling apart at the moment tactically. Whether it was right to stay with the three at the back, we'll come on to in a second. But you can't be blaming the manager for a lack of quality, can you? No, it was. Uh, I think we average a pass accuracy of about eighty-two percent. Like Ash said, I think it was seventy yard across the whole team, and m- midfielders were in about sixties. I think with either yeah. Ramsey or Louise. But yeah, you can't really account for it. But tactically, I think I highlighted it before the game, and I think you might need to change it in this one. And it was just came to fruition. Really, you needed there was too much space for San, and Mike Cash too far forward. Too much big of a gap between him and Conza, and San just thrived. Yeah, I had visions of Dean Smith sitting in front of the defence. Then when you mentioned Dean Smith playing, then Dan, imagine that he'll have his uh, short tire, loads of Vicks on. Well, then they'll start playing. But, but yeah, um, yeah, it's, yeah, things need to change. Um, is a fair criticism from from Danny Barker says that Smith leaves it late to make changes. Is that fair? It's one of those. I think if he had brought Marvellous Nakamba and held out for a draw and got a draw, he probably would have got criticism for that as well. So yeah. it's just, yeah. you can't really win in some situations. Uh, Spot on. Yeah, I spoke to a few people getting a try and back and they said, wrong sub, made the wrong sub. But what Pat says, I mean, he would have, would have probably got criticised if they held out for a, a draw and didn't go for it in the end. So you still will turn it hard on a rap play. So you've got to trust the manager's judgment on this one. He's made good changes in the past and it's up to him at the end of the day. So... No qualms from me. He made a positive change trying to, to try to win the game. And 100 seconds later, Spurs score. So you're chasing your tail. And yeah. that was it, wasn't it? So, yeah, you can't really just pick apart change subs and whatnot. We're not, we're not, we're not managers, are we? Yeah, that's a well. We're talking about playing a football manager, saving a few weeks' time. So that will prove that we're really not managers when we, when we get sacked by Christmas. Um, it's one of those things. It feels like Smith and and the players can't really win after after that result. If like you said, if we'd have bought on the Cambo and we'd have, we'd have seen out to get a point, maybe that's be criticised for going too defensive. Uh, he makes creative changes and we, and we lose the game, but. It's not the subs fault, is it? We conceded straight after scoring. That's a classic Villa. You just shoot yourself in the foot and 
what, <clears throat> what can you do once once Son pops up and inspires Spurs to victory? It's an elite player, isn't it, in, in loads mm. of space? That's the difference at the end of the day. Exactly, it's going to happen. Um, Pat, you mentioned the, the amount of space that, that Son had and Matty Cash and, and how that was a kind of a, a, a result of the three at the back. It'd have been a very brave move, wouldn't it, by Smith to go four at the back before that game because you don't change a, a winning formation when it works. Yeah. But in hindsight, and maybe like you said before the game, three at the back wasn't the right choice for Spurs. Against Chelsea, I think Lukaku's first goal, he drifted into that bit of space just behind the fullback. Thrived there. I think Mason Greenwood got there a few times as well. And it just looked like if you did this, that Kane and Son, like, if they have the space to operate within, they're still world class. Like They might not be informed, but they're still going to like hurt you. And they did, to be honest. But he would have been brave and like he probably would have got criticised for that as well if he changed from a winning like, formation we lost. Like, you can't account for world-class players. I think they're going to thrive in whatever formation they play against. But yeah, giving him that space is probably a bad idea. If Matty Cash is like just a, a full-back that's not marauding forward and he deals with him, maybe there's not as much space for Son to run into and type of thing. But it's one of those. It's not a disaster. and <clears throat> you, can't, you can't blame him for not changing it, if you know what I mean. What would you have done, Ash, if you were in charge? I'm not, then. Dean, isn't <laughs> I'll, I'll throw um, an interesting point to you. Dean Smith signed a new four-year contract two years ago. Uh, end, end, end of this season, he's got 12 months left in his deal. So, questions are starting to be asked. It's coming to that time again now. New contract time, is it? Um, so, we'll see. I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, 12 months after this season, managers don't t- you, you tend to sign a new deal if you, if you want to, aren't you? So, it's interesting, really. Coming to the end of his current contract, and it's up to him now to prove a point again, as he always has done. He's the man for the job. So, yeah, another cluster of games coming up. Again, Sides Villa want to be above um, come May before the next international break. Like you say, Arsenal, but uh, Wolves, Arsenal, West Ham, Southampton. So, yeah, let's, let's get some results. I think from the start we've had, I'll give it a seven out of ten rating. Mm. Um, I think it's been okay, decent start, ten points from. From seven games, um, we've seen the good, the bad and the ugly. Watford, the ugly and whatnot. Tottenham yesterday wasn't very nice and the good was what uh, beating Man U and Everton and the first half against Chelsea. And There's been a bit of a mixed bag, isn't it? That, that point against Brentford now doesn't look too shabby either, given mm. their form. So, yeah, I mean, summing up that little start, um, seven out of ten for me. I don't know what all the, the readers make of it, but it's been okay for me, Dan. Um, we've got players coming back as well, so... It's just fascinating now. I think John Taylor's done a piece on the website. If you want to check it out, Dean Smith's £120 million headache he's got to fit everyone in. So, Buendia, yeah. it hasn't happened for him yet. He needs to play, and it's a bit, 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 bit of a big deal that was. Bit, bit to get him into the side. Leon Bailey, I think he starts every week. He fits. So, yeah, Dean Smith now starts off. He'll have to earn his corn now and, and try, and, try and build a new system to, to fit, fit the players. To fit in the play that I have. It still feels as if we don't have our starting eleven yet. I don't know. I don't know whether we ever will this season. I think we talked about it on a previous podcast about you know is there such thing as a best eleven anymore? Do you have one set first team that you play and a couple of subs that you choose between, or is that too too one one dimensional? Then on the flip side, of that Ash, you just said Bailey's got to play every week, which I tend to agree with. But not only three five two because he doesn't fit into that. So what do Villa do? What is their best eleven? What's the best formation to be? to be seven games in and not quite know the answer to that as a fan is slightly concerning, I think. Well, yeah, it's above our pay grade, isn't it? Dean Smith's paid, paid big bucks to do that, to sort that out. So it'd be up to him to, to find his system with the players he's got. He's got talent in abundance. I mean, Bertrand Troy can't even get a kick of late. Players like that on the bench. I think we've got some outstanding youngsters. 
Carney, Jaden. What's their game time game time going to be like? So yeah, we'll see. Um, I think this, this period now after the international break is massive for Villa. Four games before the next international break. I think they need to. I need to get at least seven points again. Kick on, and um, we'll see where we are from now until the festive period. It's massive. What is ten points for every seven games over the course of the season? Anyone, either of you, good at maths? I think we're on course to get fifty-four, which is one or more, or one less than last season. Yeah, yeah. we're about par. We're about par. It feels yeah. that way as well, doesn't it? Really. Yeah. Mm. yeah, I set up a little like leagues table kind of document of like what how we did compared to seasons last uh, opponents last season. So obviously three up on, on beating Man United for the first time, and then three down this week on losing to Spurs, and we won their way last year. So you know, kind of a bit of a mix and match of what we were last season. Um, what do you think of a, of a best eleven, Pat? You're, you're the tactics guy. You've seen yeah. average positions and touches and stuff. What is it? Three at the back? Is it four at the back? Is it wingers? Is it two up front? It's good to have it's... options, but. Yeah, it's one of those things that I don't think it's like a one-size-fits-all for each team you play, which is why I was kind of like edging towards changing it in this game because I don't think if you just play the same formation every single week, like you've seen it in our first season, it was just 4-3-3 every single week and you, it's easy to stop. Like mm. Teams going to be able to predict what you're going to do, how you're going to play, where you're like threatened from. So like we now have the options to change up. So you can make the argument that, oh, you can't drop Hawes because of his goal and his performance. You can't drop... Ings because he's a big money sign, he scores goals at this level. But you've got the options now where you can like set up each game to go and beat that specific opponent. Like you can't yeah. use the same plan against every single like team. Yeah, I suppose we say it would have been brave for, for Smith to change to a four at the back. That's the, the big decisions you have to make, isn't it? If after Man United we beat them with three at the back and then he goes against Spurs and all the analysis points to a four at the back, thinking, you know, that's what we need to go with, and we beat Spurs. We wouldn't be saying it was a brave decision, would we? We were saying it was bold and, and correct in the end yeah. to go there and play three at the back and be predictable and leave space for a world-class forward makes us look silly, doesn't it? So it's not a case mm-hmm. of being brave. It's about being smart and, and making the most of the options that we've got because if we fall into the trap of, oh, now we just play three at the back every game, that's not going to work either. We've got those yeah. options to change it. You're not going to be able to sign Wendy, Bailey, Ings and have try away on the bench as well. And not play him. You would have thought he was mad yesterday if he changed the team, didn't you? Beating old beating Man U. Yeah, we and lost then, anyway, keeping the same team, so we might as well exactly. change it. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's hindsight, isn't it, really? Yeah. Um, like all Pat says in his piece today on the website, Son exploited the gaps, and the, the, yeah, Villa got, got, got a bit of a chance to pay for that. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's up to things to get the best out of this team. That's the bottom line. Um, will he change it for Wolves? Probably. He's probably forced to do that given the display against in Tottenham. So, mm. we'll see. What would you do against Spurs, Ash? Uh, Wolves, sorry. I think you've got to find a place for Leon Bailey regardless. I think I think, I think think he will be fit for that game. I think I'd start him. I'd get, I'd get the fans off the seats and try and go for him early. Um, that Wolves will be dangerous, though. They're coming off the back of a, a good win. Like him and his back now as well. So, yeah, be interesting. Obviously, you've got the dynamic of Martinez turn, uh, flying in. 30 odd hours after after full time in Argentina, so he'll be in goal again. I can't see Burundi. Well, is not, not part of the Argentina squad, so will he come in? Loads of no. questions to ask. Then I don't know. No one knows yet until the team sheets fall. But will he persist with straight at the back? That's the biggest question. What do you do, Pat? I mean, we've still got another you know, you know, ten days or so where we could get injuries and stuff yet. So I'm not going to be picking a team just yet. But I'd be tempted to to go forward at the back now. I think, yeah, maybe 4-3-3. I think Bailey's, if Bailey's coming in, you've got to play 4-3-3, to be honest. Usual mm-hmm. midfield and then just 
drop Hawes, not because of his performance, just because you need to fit Bailey in. But yeah, packed out Villa Park, I think you need Bailey there to uh, get everyone off the seats, like Ash said. So I just want to go back to what you mentioned about Smith then, because the comments coming in now about you know what you just said about his contract running out and people hearing rumours of needing to have a good October or he'll get the sack and he needs a good run of results before the break to, to get in there, get a new contract and all that kind of stuff. And that will be the rumours that circulate until he signs a new deal, essentially. If that contract is, is going to run down and run down, the question will be, do the owners not, not trust him and, and look to replace him? But you know if results aren't there... And it is a conversation we had later down the line. I'd be very surprised if they don't don't renew it. Whether it's a big four year deal or not is another question. Um, but as it stands, as, as of today, yes, I know we just lost to Spurs yesterday, but that's not changing the manager territory for me. Well, that's not Watford, though. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's just a conversation. It's getting to that time, though, isn't it? Obviously, you, you, you want your future sorted out. I think Dean, Dean will want it sorted out as well. Hmm. I think the conversation will probably start now. There'll probably be a Depending on the form, there could be an announcement in the new year, perhaps. But they don't, managers don't tend to run the contracts down um, with just months left. So I think that'll be sorted out in the coming weeks and months. Um, like I said, to get into that time now. So, but yeah, like I said, Dean's done well this season. He's kicked on again. I think with, with the big sale in the summer as well, he's got a better squad to choose from. He's getting the, getting the best out of it. We've seen that in Old Trafford against yeah. Everton. And he hasn't had players. He hasn't had his full, fully fit squad to choose from yet. Obviously, I've had COVID issues, quarantine issues. Pre-season was really disruptive. Um, and some injuries as well. Some unfortunate injuries. When he's in Bailey for 80 minutes. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's the most frustrating part about the start for me. So, but yeah, I mean, if you're asking me for a good season, based on what I've seen, I'd probably take 10th, 9th. Probably take that as it stands. It's probably been a bit, bit, too, bit too negative, perhaps, but... Get a better. Get, I'd like to get us more points than last season, like you say, with your points doc, document you've got. Get at least another ten more points, and that's progression for me. So, yeah, we'll see. I've, I've loved what I've seen for Villa so far. There's been some bad, bad, bad bits as well. Watford and Tottenham yesterday. Yeah. But other well, than that, that bad yesterday though. First five minutes. I know it's five minutes out of a nine-minute game. I was like, oh, we look quite comfortable here. Like we're pinging passes yeah. around. Like, I think mm. we're going to be all right. Yeah. And then after that, we we barely get a sniff. And yeah, we do look we do look pretty rubbish, but not like to the extent I've seen on the, the reaction on social media of getting rid of the manager and, and ripping up the whole system and, and starting sure. again. It's one bad game. I think you know to quote Dean Smith: "Never get too high with highs and never get too low with the lows." Trope that always comes out. Maybe last week after Man United, we do get too carried away with a win. This is a, it's a big win, and we don't, you know, we, we've never beat Man United, so we make the most of it. But if people are telling us to calm down after a win against Man United, maybe we should also be calming down after one defeat to Spurs as well. Like it's not the worst, you know, most people would still, I know there's all stuff with the European Super League and Spurs not being a super club, but most people would put Spurs in the top seven or eight of the Premier League, wouldn't they? Yeah. The, the yeah. neutral fans, top six even. And we've lost away there 2-1. And we've all come away feeling quite frustrated and disappointed with that, which is probably a measure of where Villa have come over the last couple of years that we're disappointed with not going and beating Spurs away after we've just beat Man United and beat Everton. Six points yeah. out, of those, <laughs> out of those three games there is probably more than people expected anyway. So, you know, the, the context of those three results, maybe yesterday wasn't brilliant, but it's by no means the end of the world for me. Just some was the difference yesterday. World-class yeah. player in world-class form and you gave him space, it does. Bailey could have easily done the same thing, like just come on, torn people to shreds and won us the game out of nothing. I think a draw might have been a fair result at the end of it, but let me just let Son have too much space towards the end. But yeah, it's not too low on it, to be honest. 
it's not a disaster. There's a question here from Richard Sharp, who's watching from Down Under. So, hello, Richard. Um, he's got two questions here, and we're, we're going to talk about both anyway, so we'll use Richard's comment here. He says, feels like Ings and Watkins just haven't found their rhythm together yet, and Douglas Louise confuses me. He's so good, but goes missing every now and again. I think the Man United and the Spurs games are the perfect example of Douglas Louise. Absolutely brilliant last week, and nowhere near at it yesterday. And the stats you said for midfield pass completion back that up um, let's talk about Ings and Watkins first there's a few comments and questions coming about them whether they can play together and and whether the system suits them uh, somebody further on I can't find it now but said you know when we signed Ings they were thinking how does he fit into this filler side and seven games later I still think the same so I will come to you first proven goal scorer at this level but does he fit into the system that I've got at the moment yeah, good, good points made by Richard there down under. My brother's in Darwin, Richard, so he's in the Northern Territory, um, thousands of miles away. But yeah, points made there, Danny Ings and Watkins. It's not clicking for me at present. They're not, they're not, they're not sinking well. They're not passing to each other. The interplay is not, not very good. Mm. Um, so yeah, I mean, Ings does cut, cut a frustrating figure. He works hard for the team, but when he, when he come off last week at Old Trafford, he was like, God, why me all the time? And he, he, got, he got hooked yesterday again. Um... But yeah, it's a funny one, isn't it? I mean, even Watkins has been a bit out of sorts, hasn't he? He's got his goal yesterday, but other than working hard, I haven't seen too much of him. I mean, he was wasteful at Old Trafford. He's the golden boy, isn't he? But for me, he hasn't, hasn't been clicking for him this season. And um, they're still working on that partnership. I think it's four games old now. So very, very, it's in its infancy. And he, I think Aaron Danks yesterday, he's, he's, got, he's got work to do to get the best out of that. So yeah, the partnership isn't working as best as I thought it would. Um, well, Danny's numbers are good, Dan. I mean, two, two goals, two assists from seven, but he's, he hasn't scored in the last five. So, I mean, Watkins got he's off the mark. Great point, Joanne makes there. I mean, that, you're hoping that, aren't you, Joanne? Ollie's off the mark, got the duck off his back now. He'll have a good camp with England, come back firing, hopefully. Um, mm. well, yeah, but the chances, the big chances, seem to fall into Watkins as opposed to Ings. I think you probably want it the other way around, given Ings his predatory instincts in the box. So, yeah, for me, watching his live and seeing his his demeanour, he he's a bit frustrated at the moment, and um, I'm hoping to get the best out of them pair, mate. I mean, if not, I think I think Ings could be the full guy for your Baileys or your Trollrays to come in. So, yeah, it's um, a bit of a predicament at the moment. But I, mean, I asked Smith about this yesterday. He said I've got no concerns. The links up for the goal yesterday. I'm happy with the work rate. It's second to none. And he was just lamenting the final balls into them, which is fair, mm. fair, fair comment. I mean, Ramsey should have slipped Cash in with the ball in the box. Cash's overhead crosses for fun yesterday. So, yeah, the final ball into them hasn't been good. The service hasn't been too good. Um, so, yeah, hopefully we'll build on that. Regarding Douglas Louise, a player I really rate as well. Destructed his stuff at Old Trafford last week. Yeah. Um, very good player. But like, like Richard says, goes missing now and again. Um, when the tough gets going, as it were. And, but, yeah, I mean... It, didn't have a good game at all yesterday. Douglas Louise didn't get on the ball enough. And I think the midfield yesterday was poor. McGinn was poor. Jacob Ramsey struggled. Yeah. And um, players on that bench, we haven't got too many options, have we really? Nakamba's the only one on the bench yesterday. Blundin, come on. But get Morgan Sanso back. I'm sure he'll, he'll have a say. I expect yeah, him to be missing. Back. <laughs> I know. Yeah. But I expect him to miss out on the Wolves game and uh, probably be back after that against Arsenal, perhaps. But yeah. 
um, midfield. So funny, isn't it, Dan? I mean, I the other week, midfield was saying midfield brilliance. Uh, I was literally Dan just did. thinking that. A typical villain, isn't it? We sit here last week and go, oh, what we were talking about midfield being in the full sort of <laughs> We need a DM we're, now. They've been brilliant this year. Now we're going, oh, we need a big DM in there. That's, that's all we yeah, need. Let's, let's big, go in the market in January again. The big yeah. DM would have covered that that uh, space that Cash left and we'd have won yesterday. Like, it's yeah. just typical villain. Funny, isn't, isn't it? It is funny, yeah. So, yeah, a bit of consistency. That's what we need to see. Hmm. And, um, Things we tried it with the lineups. He's unchanged yesterday, but it didn't work yesterday. So yeah, still, so Villa's still finding the feet. That's the way. That, that's how I'm feeling. Villa's still finding the feet. The thing is with consistency. It's a bit like the conversation we had about Toramings a few weeks ago after he made, after he made that error, where people were saying if he was consistently brilliant, he wouldn't be playing for a, a team like Villa. He'd be in, in the top four somewhere. I kind of feel like the same way about about Villa. If we're trying to get you know, 57, 58 points and, and sneak into Europe, seventh place, sixth place, potentially. Are we going to be consistently brilliant every week? Because if we are consistently brilliant, we'd be winning the league, wouldn't we? Yeah, I know that's a massive, a massive stretch, but we're going to have moments where we lose. And if it is going to be a, a case of, you know, seven points out of 10 for the for the rest of the season, and that gets you to 55-ish, that's an average worked out. But, you know, you sneak a few more, we're probably on target for that. So I think an incons- not that we've been inconsistent even, but having these moments of where we think, oh, it's not quite working. I think for Villa to finish eighth, that will happen. Because if we were if we were better than that, we'd be flying. And that's not the case. Because we're not quite ready for that. So we're going to have these days, is my point, I think. We'll, yes. we'll, we'll beat Everton and beat Man United. And then lose to Spurs and think, what the hell was that? Yeah, it's just the uh, building of momentum. I think we all just get too carried away with it. It's like... It- Brighton last year rings a bell. I think we'd gone and won a few games and played Brighton at home. And within minutes, just, we set up in the wrong way. And Danny Ings, no, no, Danny Welbeck slotted one in, I think. Not Danny Ings. But yeah, you can't get too low on it. And it's fine. There's a comment here from Neil. He says, Why would we be, why would we be happy with eighth? Because it's better than last year. Is Marcel And the changes in summer, I think 10th, 9th, 8th, anything, I'd be fine with any of those. Been a lot worse. As much as we don't want to keep talking about Grealish, you've lost your, your star man and you're settling a new side and a new formation at the moment that's played seven games. And I think yeah. that's going to take time to bed in and form those partnerships like you mentioned with, with Watkins and Ings, Ash. Not seeing anything of Brandeer, really. Seeing 80 minutes of Bailey. Danny Ings, like you said, a couple of goals and a couple of assists, but you know, not quite clicking, really. So I don't expect Villa to go from, from that in the summer to finishing top six this season. I think that's a massive stretch to have assumed that that would have been the case. And yeah, that internally, the target is getting to Europe as quick as possible. But if eighth and a bigger talk, but bigger point total than last season is what we get, that's progress. And I would be happy with that. That's my personal opinion. And there's a couple of hundred people watching. What would you be happy with? Because everyone is different. No, that, that represents a three-place three, three place jump as well. Prog- progression, isn't it? I mean, a good FA Cup one as well. Won't go and miss. So, so yeah, I mean, Let's see where we're at. I think I said this yesterday. I don't know where Villa, what Villa can achieve this season, given the indifferent form. We've seen the brilliance and the bad, so I think we yet to see that that consistency we're looking for. So until we see that, and that, that's when we'll know. So yeah, this next cluster of games are key, are key for me to see where we're at. We have the, have the squad back together, and then these teams you, you want to be around, isn't it? Your your Arsenal's, your West Ham's. Hmm. Um, and people like that. Wolves, Southampton, going to be above them. So that, that'd be a good yardstick for me. After, after that, going into the November internationals, I think we'll have a better better understanding of what we're looking to achieve this season. 
to be fair, we had this exact same conversation before September. We said Everton, Chelsea, Man United, Spurs would be a good good measure of where we are. And we've got yeah. six points from 12 there. Is that an accurate representation of a, of a good month then? I would have took six I'd points, I think. Yeah, it's half, isn't it? I mean, we're really in the table. Tenth. So, yeah. that's it, isn't it? It's about par. The only thing I would say is people are probably thinking it's it's a good time for Villa to kick on, to be honest. I mean, you've got Arsenal like, in a semi-rebuild. Like, Leeds haven't like hit the ground running. Everyone thought they'd be around it. West Ham, I think they've got a small squad and they're going to be in the Europe, Europa games and they yeah. might fall off in the league. So it probably is a good time Leicester to take well. advantage. Leicester, they're not in form. I think Vardy might have gone down injured yesterday as well or something. I'm not sure. But it is just one of those things. Like, it would be nice for us to push on. It's not a disaster if we don't we get Europe this season. But it is a chance for it, to be honest. Yeah. So. And that's why people might get a bit frustrated. Yeah, it's not over. It's not over yet. You know that's why people get so frustrated. I think their eyes are lighting up. If we, we win the next three, this conversation is a very different matter, isn't it? So you have to take take each game as it comes to try out another Smith cliche. Um, but we talked at the end of last season that 55 points finishes a much higher than 11th in pretty much every season in the last 10, 10 12 years, I think, I think the stat was. So if we do do the same again, and we had an inconsistent season last year after the, the second half of the season absolutely fell apart, if we get 54, 56 points this season, we probably will finish eighth. And if that's improvement and, and people are happy with that and the owners are happy with that, and Smith's happy with that, and we push on in the next transfer window, then it's next season we're talking about a serious push for Europe, I think. If we get into it this season, I would class that as a massive bonus, because I, I, yeah. I don't think it's realistic just yet. I'll throw, I'll throw a stat at you. Ready? Go on. Man City Liverpool have won one game more than Villa. Really? That's no, simple, isn't it? So, you know what I mean? I mean, they've won no, four What are you games. saying is we're going to finish third? No, no, I'm just saying. <laughs> still early days, isn't it? I mean, Villa have won three games. Man City Liverpool won four games each. It's... Still, everyone's still feeling each other out until Villa get the squad together and get on a run of four. It's still early to the judge for me. So, yeah, I mean, Man City Liverpool won one game more than Villa so far. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? There's a couple of comments on, on league position I want to read out. Uh, I think it was Neil who said he disagrees with what I said, but thanks for answering. So, fair enough, Neil. Everyone's opinion is different. But some of these are long and I've not read them, so hopefully there's no swearing in them. Uh, John Longstaff says, if we finish higher than last season, that'll be an improvement. Anything else is a bonus. Alfie's Reef says, 11th or better for me. It's about developing a stable team, not overachieving on season and then not the next. Which, yeah, that'd be fair. Um, Graham says, anything above 12 for me is classed as a good season. Uh, we've come up from the championship and changed the whole squad. Blah blah blah. blah. Uh, yeah, not seeing many new signs due to injuries. Um, so yeah, it's a it's a bit of a I don't want to say nothing season because been in the championship, like finishing mid table in the Premier League. I'm, I'm I'm happy with that because it's it's progress and a step forward. But you know, if it's ninth and the season fizzles out and we're in neither cup competition. It's a forgettable season in in many ways, but you know if it, if it's improvement and then next season you push on again, I think that's just where Villa are at the moment. The home form's been okay, hasn't it? I mean, yeah, and yeah, you know I mean, it's, it's been pretty decent down there this season. And then we got undone by a good a resurgent Spurs side yesterday. We signed, so yeah, I mean, I'm fine with the start we've had. Like I said, I'll give you a seven out of ten. Another thing is like with the losing players thing. Like we've seen before what it's like to lose like Benteke and Delph, whatever it was, and then you see how bad it can go in a season after like big changes happen. Yeah, so to come in and then get still be on course to get tenth, ninth, eighth, or European a push, it's it's really good in my eyes. Like, I'm very happy with that. 
also the flip side of that is as much as we're saying the season over, we could still be on course for 55 points. We could also be on course for 35 <laughs> points. <laughs> the season could go disastrously from here on, but I don't think it will. Um, let's talk about uh, this comment from The Face. He says, Smith does not take the Cup seriously. What makes you think he'll win in the FA Cup when it comes round? I'd be happy with 10th if we attempted to win some silverware. Um, I agree with that to a certain extent. Not Maybe not so the, the first part. You know, we're just going to throw away the Cup because I don't believe that. But you know, if we did finish tenth and got to the semi final of the FA Cup and we you know, looked looked decent during that run, that I think that would be a successful season. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'd love to win a trophy, Ash. We, we, we had that opportunity taken away last season in the FA Cup with COVID. Mm. The youngster played at Liverpool, so and this season it's just a, a rubbish cup draw, wasn't it? Stanford Bridge away, and we almost did it. Uh, yeah. Half a penalty shootout, and we played well that night. They should have won. So hopefully, we, the cup the cup draws kinder in January. And now we've got a couple. We've got the squad to do so, and that for me should be the carrot. I mean, FA Cup, love that. But I've got a rich tradition that tradition that as well. So I'd go all out to win that hundred percent. Would I sacrifice? I mean, the league finish for that? Yes, I, I, I prefer to win Depends that. What league finish though, doesn't it? <laughs> it does, yeah, to a certain extent, it really does. Depends on the four, but I, 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 I far the four. But I mean, a cup, uh, FA Cup win at the end of the season. You look back on that; it's got to be. A positive, hasn't it? I mean, I'd go all out to win that for me. We were in a relegation battle and got to a final, so I think he does take yeah. it serious to an extent. He might rest players and all that. Yeah, everyone, every team does, but yeah, I think he takes it seriously enough. And yeah, obviously, yeah, I've never seen us win anything like a major title or anything, so we're well happy with it. You were still in nappies as well, weren't you? Actually, 96. No, I was, I was, uh, I was five, <laughs> so yeah, I was five, I was a whippersnapper. Um, so yeah, yeah. Well, since then, it's been a bit of misery, hasn't it? When mm. the cup finals, Man U comes to mind. I was at Chelsea for the uh, FA Cup one in two thousand. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. It's fun. A photo of that. Oh yeah. Oh, lovely hair you got there. Yeah. Good skinhead. Twin towers with my uh, Alder V Vans tracksuit. John Gregory. <laughs> They're the days you look forward to, though, don't they, Dan? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's what it's all about. The, that's the, what it's the, all about. The uh, Wembley appearances, as much as they've been poor results, they're things that you look for. That's what you. That's what it's all about, isn't it? Trying to win a trophy. If you're not going to attempt to win it, well, you know, what's the point of even competing in football? And as Taylor says here, if I cup win, it'd be another route into Europe, which is, there you a, go. is a great point. I think we will take it seriously this year. I think I think if it wasn't for COVID last year and the fact the season was a bit weird, I think we would have yep. took it seriously last year as well. Yes. Um, some people might argue that you know Danny Ings and Watkins should have been on the bench for Chelsea this season and we just took the League Cup seriously, but <laughs> forget that. It's another matter. Um, probably got another five, ten minutes left if you want to get some more questions in. I think we've touched on most talking points, but we'll do a kind of quick-fire Q&A now. Uh, there's a comment here from Richard Sharp, though. He says, we're seven games in. As Ash says, we're a win off the top boys at this stage. We've played Spurs, Man United, both away, Chelsea, Brentford and Everton so far, which is not the easiest run of games. To be fair, that's, what, five out of the seven? That's, yeah. That is a decent decent um, fixture list there. And it's, what, three, four, six points? Out of those five, beat Newcastle as well. And then obviously the Watford game, which is, again, I'm just going to keep saying it. I'll just write that off because it's weird. I haven't had a season and then sack the manager. So I don't know what the hell is going on there. You know, give it another four or five games. That's what we'll, that's when we'll see um, when Villa are, I think. Isn't there a good run at Christmas? Don't we have a good Christmas run, I think, as well? Well, we must so, be due one, haven't we? Because there was yeah, those, yeah. those fixtures haven't been, haven't been the easiest. We must be having a half decent run at some point. I look on the fantasy football app and it's just like red next to all our fixtures. I'm like, where's all the green that comes in? Like, How's your fantasy, yeah. fantasy football going, by the way? I, I had a good week this week. It was tough, but I got about 47 points. 
Five really? myself at the league table. Are you in our so, claret and blue one? Yeah. Oh yeah. Five myself. Yeah. I keep winning in that one as well. Do you know where right? are you? Do you know where you are? I'm just looking at mine now. <laughs> Shall I look now? I'm seventeenth in ours. That's all right. That's for me. I've usually given up by this point. Ash, you're not a fo- uh, fantasy football player, are you? I play, I play every year, but I've retired now. It does me in too much if I yeah. take a player out and score. It's just too much stress. I, I, I don't usually, need it. I usually play three or four weeks, and then I'll just I'll forget to change my team, and then I'll check it and realise like three of them were injured or something. I'll say, oh, forget it. That's it for this year. I'm done. I take it really seriously, so I'm having a hiatus. It's too much, too much drama. Don't like it. I captain Son this week. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah, that's yeah. but, that's but poor from you. But what I thought is... With my look, I thought I'd jinx him. If I captain Son, it probably won't even start, is what, I, is what <laughs> I'm thinking. Um, I didn't expect him to get two assists and man of the match, but yeah, good for my fantasy team. Watkins, it's, your fault. it's all your fault, man. I know, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. End of the day, we lost to Spurs 2-1 with a poor performance. A previous poor performance would probably have had us with three or four or five goals against us. I'm confident that the team is getting better. Yeah, but like that point, he would have got slapped if he underperformed yeah. with previous squad. So, yeah, I'm on board with that. And also, I don't want to harp, like, harp too much about where we've come over the last few years, but if you compare the, the team that played against Spurs yesterday and the team that played there on the first game of our return to the Premier League, Ezra Conson, Matt Target and Douglas Lewis all on the bench for that game. Mm-hmm. Like, so, mm-hmm. we talk about Dean Smith and whether he's not good enough and that kind of rubbish. He's developed the players that we've got to be better players. And we, we've talked about this before. Pretty much every player we've we've signed or, or who's still here, let's say, is a better player now than they were when Smith came. Three, three years ago, I think. It's actually three years ago this month, isn't it? He came in October. So, it is, yeah, three years next week. You know, the progress we have made as a club, it, you know, it is it, it's clear to see, but I don't want to become one of those fans that keeps going, oh, well, we, we were in the Championship four years ago. So, yeah, I understand we've come a long way, but like, it's a bit like when you say, oh, we beat Spurs last last year, so we'll beat them again. It's like, yeah, but it's a different it's a different game. Like, I know we were in the Championship four years ago, but we're not anymore. Like, that point can only go on for so long that mm-hmm. oh, we're almost in administration. I was like, yeah, I know that, but that was a few years ago. Like we've we've come a long way since then. Yeah, yeah. it's the it's the improvement on you know months ago rather than, than years ago for me. And even then, I still agree that we're better than we were at the back end of last season. So I think we're heading in the right direction. Yeah, it's just maybe a little bit of patience required and, and the acceptance that we're going to lose the, you know a fair share of games here and there and probably games that we deserve to win. You know, if we lose to someone like Norwich and we have a real bad run, then yeah, the conversation will be very different. But I yep. think for the most part, we'll, we'll be on course for a similar season to last season when we, when we look back on it in May, I think. I think so as well, yeah. Final question, just because we haven't really mentioned him too much from Scotty UK. He says, have you got any concerns with Brendia? We haven't been um, playing the formation that really started. We started a few games and then we had 4-3-3 and he came in those and played against Newcastle and everything. But And we've swapped to a 3-5-2 and he hasn't been able to... He's been away with the international teams, quarantining and swapping to the 3-5-2. He, hasn't, he can't get in there, to be honest. I thought... Mm. When he started against Chelsea in the cup, he, he was okay. He didn't do a lot like right, but what he could do right he was pressing, putting tackles in, like snapping at heels. And then he had that bit of magic when he came on against United. Could have if Ramsey slots that in. Everyone's no one really doubts what he's up to really. But yeah, and it was a tough game yesterday for him to come on. I feel like midfield's poor anyway. Yeah. Yesterday's showing, and it's a hard games like grow into or do like, impact, and then literally straight away we they score. So you can't really judge him on that. I think he will come good eventually, though. Yes, yeah, Smith said that last week because I came out publicly and said he was asked about his transfers, and he said Burnley out will take time, but he'll come good. So we give him a vote of confidence, and he'll have to do that anyway. But like I, like I say, he struggled to make an impact for me. The opening day summed it up for me. Played in number ten position, got bossed at Watford, and 
Mm. Looked a bit lightweight at present, and then he came in against Brentford. He played on the right hand side, drifted in, had more space, and got, got his goal. And then he went to Argentina International, forced in quarantine, and it's been a bit, been a bit of a stop start for him, hasn't it? And struggling to find his feet. I think confidence is an issue with him at present, and he's struggling to get into the team. So, yeah, not working out yet for the thirty-eight million pound buy. And he's got fans to win over. I think that's, that's a fair comment. Fans aren't won over by him yet. Um, so he's got it all to do, and um, you've got him to do that, and hopefully things we get gets the best out of him. So, yeah, I haven't had him, not having him yet, but hopefully he's doing. Like Pat says, he's doing other things right, defending, working hard for the team. Hmm. We don't, you don't, you want to do other things, don't you? Missing glimpses of the goal against Brentford, but we want to see a bit more from him, given the given the outlay Villa spent on him and the trust he's with. Clearly has, not he? I said we were going to finish, but one coming from Steve Tarp. It's a nice way to end. He said, next six games, Wolves at home, Arsenal away, West Ham at home, Southampton away, Brighton at home and Palace away. How do you think we'll get on and how many points won? I'm just uh, adding it up now. I think we'll beat Wolves, Arsenal away, maybe a draw. West Ham, I think we'll beat them. And then... Bloody hell, steady on. No, we'll beat West Ham. (laughs) I think about 10 points from the uh, six games. So, like, win one, lose one, etc. Like, just above like half for that. But yeah, it's a good gauge. Like Brighton are a good like you see the Brighton fixture in, in previous seasons are oh, maybe a winnable game, but they're like absolutely flying this season and well hard to beat. Ash, what about you? I reckon you're gonna go lower than ten points. We could play a little game higher or lower. I'm gonna go lower. Thirteen points. Thirteen points. Thirteen points. <laughs> I think we're gonna beat Wolves, we'll beat Arsenal. West Ham have got Man City in the week in the cup prior to that. They might run and ragged. Um Villa will come on fresh for that one. Beat Southampton. I think we'll draw at Brighton. I think we might lose at Palace. I think I've got a good record at Palace. So that'd be my, my prediction. 13 points. Points points there, isn't that to get? Um, winnable games there, Dan. Um, Tony Brinton says they're all winnable. So if, if, let me just get this right. You've got Wolves, Arsenal, West Ham and Southampton to win. You think Villa are going to win four games in a row? I think, yeah. And then DC's fresh contract will be, be out. He'll sign a new, <laughs> new bumper deal. And then he'd be the Messiah. And then um, you're losing away to Paddy's and then we'll come on a podcast and think he's decently the right man. <laughs> There's far too much optimism on this podcast, so I'm going to go come negative on. here. I think nine. I think beat Wolves, lose to Arsenal, lose to West Ham. Lose to Arsenal? Come on. <laughs> no, just, just don't. I don't know. Dean, Dean Smith never lost to Arsenal. Arteta can't beat Dean Smith. All right, change my mind. Beat Arsenal. So that's six. Uh, lose to West Ham still. West Ham have got Man City in the week. I know. The they'll, they'll rotate probably. They'll put they, all they squad to rotate. <laughs> lose to West Ham. Lose to Southampton. Lose. Draw Brighton. Beat Palace. So what's that? That's 10, I think. Um, Ian Robertson said, no way we lose to Arsenal. Um, what well, figures even, even, even you're all positive, Dan. Come on. Yeah, Nathan Patterson says uh, 18 points. Ian Robertson says 16 points. Tony Benson just says they're all winnable. Um, back on. Come on. Steve says I'm with you, Ash 13. I mean, yeah, absolutely all for it. I mean, we'll, I'll tell you what, I'll clip this out 47 Please. minutes. We'll come back to this in after that Palace game and we'll see who it closes. <laughs> I'm going to go nine, Pat 10, Ash 13, and most of the comments think a full house. So um, we'll come back to the comments and uh, mug you all off later down the line. But yeah, we'll call it a day there. It's been a good fun, despite the defeat, to, uh, to chat about Spurs with you both. Uh, and look ahead to the next six fixtures where we win them all and win the league. Thanks to you, Ash, for joining us, Pat, likewise. And uh, yeah, we'll see you again in 10 days' time or so. Thank you for listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please do let us know. We love hearing your feedback. We'll be back soon with another episode. But until then, up the villa. Up the villa.